Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. How are you guys doing? Finger guns. Yeah, this is take two because Chad's computer absolutely shit itself during take one. So I got to do this announcement for the second time, but we're changing up the pod a little bit. We're going to be releasing like three 20-ish minute episodes a week instead of one um, hour long episode a week. I just think it's better. Shorter episodes, more episodes, more content. Yeah. This is the first time he's telling me. It's literally not. I sent a message on Discord to you guys like days ago. Don't even try and pull that bullshit. I've never heard of this. All right, let's keep this going. Back into the prem. Let's get right into this. So I want to start with Tottenham Hotspur. They're good. They're just really good. Madison, Son, both very good right now. The rest of the team playing very well. Um, but it's not even just them, it's Ange. Chiesa. They're all linked with Chiesa. If Chiesa goes to that side, very, Carl, very do you dare good. say it? Carl, do you dare say it? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything either. Because they've bottled this position before, but I actually wish them the, the best right now. I wish Spurs well. So I was trying to Especially say this. with my side. But. And then my computer died. But every single time on one minute, one match week for like the past three weeks, everyone's like, oh, you're going to say it now because they're in first place. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying the the W word after Spurs are that comes before the league. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the W word yet. The hard W one may say, because I did it with Arsenal. I literally, w. I literally said after that game where they beat Brighton like w. two or three nothing, and they're like, they're like, I'm like, oh yeah, they're winning the league now. They just kicked the shit out of this really Wombo, good Brighton right? team. Wumbo, yeah, Wumbo. Yeah, and then I, uh, I just need to point out your 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 SpongeBob. In one minute, one match week had me dead. Had me dead. I literally couldn't think of anything to say, and I'm like, oh, I haven't used that one yet. I might as well uh, just do <laughs> that it. Was, that was your reasoning? Yeah, I was like, I'm like, fuck happened to this game? And I'm like, I can't remember. I, <laughs> and I'm like, I just know they played really good. Uh, um, SpongeBob reference time. Never fails. <laughs> so I, I, there's not really much on Spurs other than the fact that they just keep winning. James Madison is balling. James Madison playing so well makes Chad sad because you'd still be in the Premier League if he was playing like this last season. We'd be in the Premier League if he made that fucking penalty. That's it. That's That's literally it. That's That's literally it. This is more about Big Ange for me, though. Just Spurs go into matches expecting to win, not expecting to Spurs it. And they're playing so fast and they're playing such a different brand of football. And it's really exciting to watch. And uh, it's just all because of this new managerial signing. And I like that they kind of went outside of the traditional box to bring him in because he has been outrageous. Yeah. You want to know who's not outrageous? Well, actually, actually, you want to know who also has been an outrageous manager? I'm going to stay on the good side of this. Who? Thomas Frank. Yeah. Like we we sing the praises of all these other managers. What Thomas Frank has done with Brentford has been nothing short of a miracle. They came up, people thought they were going to automatically go back down. They've been a mid-table club since they've come into the Premier League. 
it's been an incredibly impressive. They have won their last three trips to Stanford Bridge. Not many clubs can say that. Chelsea and they've fucking also, suck. Well, bro, like even beyond that, they've dealt with so much beyond that. Like Ivan Tony and so many other issues yep. off the pitch where it's like a lot of their players haven't been available and they have issues in regards to that. So the fact that Brentford are playing so well and have been a mid-table team, like if everyone's playing shit, they could make a push. Like they are good. They're really, really good. When Tony comes back, it's going to be great unless somebody purchases him. I've seen him link with Chelsea. I don't understand why he would want to go to Chelsea. I'm assuming he'd be the backup striker to Nkunku. So, like, odd decision if that were to work out that way. But big shout-out to Brentford for going into Stamford Bridge and winning this match because they played real well. They played lights out. Also, Chelsea are not back. Um I'm still giving them. Definitely I'm still not. giving them. I'm still giving them three, uh, two more games because I said two weeks ago. Oh yeah, they're back. They just need to point the arrow the the right way. And I don't think they'll truly really be back like, until Nkuku comes back. Yeah, I think he'll define the side. So yeah, agreed. We'll see. I would like to move on to what was shockingly the Eddie and Kedia show. Yeah. Like, like it was expected. It was expected Arsenal to win. But it was expected for way... Arsenal to sh- like to slaughter Sheffield. Yeah, but Nketiah Char- getting that hat trick. Yeah. And the third E-ball. goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. It was an absolute banger. Like when he plays with this level of confidence, he's a menace. Next game. Well, let's talk about Newcastle a little bit. Just inconsistent, um, but I think once they really start purchasing players, that's all going to go away. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I feel like people aren't at least a little bit more vocal. I know they just lost to Nali for 10 months, but even then, you've been a top like three, four like buying team in the past. How many years like since Saudi Arabia has bought the team? Yep. And you're putting out, like, we've given them so much rope for the PSG win in the Champions League. Yeah. And then we go and look at the Prem, and it's like, uh, they've been They've been severely disappointing in the Premier League this season. Severely disappointing in the Premier League. Super duper just, like, inconsistent. And, I mean, I'm sorry. They should have lost that game to Wolves. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Like, absolutely. They, that was just... I forget if I forget if it was the penalty that they called or they missed a penalty, but I think it was they missed a penalty. Knowing the Premier League officials, I'm sure they missed it. Because That's the main thing, like, bro, fucking Newcastle, when they play in the Prem, just try to play off of opponents' mistakes, and a lot of the time are just capable of being countered down their throats and really play a shit style of football at times. And I I hate to say it, but like it's the team that's able to like the individual players who are able to create chances out of something in these moments for that side when they are down like this for them to come back 
and it's not anything in terms of tactics and it's not anything in terms of team play. It's literally individual efforts. And I hate to see that because they have such great talent around the side and have signed so many great players and have kept business just fucking solid. So like the fact that they're in the position that they are within the Prem, like, of, of course, like, yeah, the European success is a top priority for them, despite like what we may all think, because like it hasn't been there for them. Like they I, haven't been there. I have an interesting take on it. I so I think they overachieved last season. I do not think that the plan was to make the Champions League in their first full season. I mean, obviously it was the hope, but the plan oh, yeah. was to do that well last season in their first se- full season under Saudi ownership. Oh, I do believe no. I do believe they're still ahead of schedule. They're not playing well in the Prem based on last season, but they're playing well enough in the Prem based on like the last couple of seasons I'm they're just, better than man you i'm looking at it from the lens of like when the man city takeover happened it took city a few years to actually fully contest in any kind of way i think city got purchased in 2008 yeah. and they did their first they won the title in what 2011 yeah and I think Newcastle are ahead of schedule. I don't think we can really kind of start to roast them or say that they're not doing well enough or whatever. I'm not saying they aren't doing well enough. I'm just saying, like, right now they aren't playing an interesting style of football. They're five five points off fifth. I mean, this isn't like, this isn't like, oh, they're a scrappy 20 points and all that. They're, They're solid two games behind Aston Villa right now. I understand yeah. that. I understand and that. It's like, and I just, even, I'm, it's, it's just, and the games that they've dropped recently, it's just a complete, like, it's, it's disappointing to see. Because it's disappointing it's like to the, see based on what we saw from them last year, but I still think they're ahead of schedule. That's the only point I'm trying to make. In terms of big scheme, like yes. things yeah but like i think when you actually break it down like to a micro situation instead of a macro like in terms of like the micros of like the way that they played last season like they still have the same talent level and still are capable of doing that same exact thing and the fact that they aren't capable of replicating that is more what me and chad are getting at because they are capable of doing that. They didn't, like, lose anyone or, like, have, like, really shit signings where it was like, oh, yeah, this is iffy for them. Like, no, they fucking, like, Nick Pope has been balling out for them, like, in terms of, like, trying to be as consistent as possible. And the de- Yeah, I know, but the defense hasn't held up the same as they did last year. And it's no. been very strange for this side in terms of possession and not being able to play the same way that they did. What me and Chad are just getting at is, like, based off of last year, yeah, fucking they're expected to do some things. Like, yeah, the 4-1 win, yeah, fucking great for them in the Champions League. And they were able to draw it's- Milan, too. But, like, it, it, it it's more than that. It, it's just what are they doing within league play? And it's very underwhelming. I think it's damning that the only, like, ser- like if you want to talk about because they're on that like level now, or at least their competition they're gonna be with, beat with, beat them with. The they beat PSG four one and they beat Man City in the cup one nothing. 
Yep. That's it. And I'm sorry. Lost to Dortmund at home. Yeah, exactly. They yep. lost to Dortmund at home. They weren't, at least from what I saw, they weren't that scary against Milan. Nope. It's like, oh boy, you beat Sheffield. You lost to Brighton. You blew it to Liverpool. And they did. They they did yeah, blow that, it to Liverpool. Darwizzi's a goat, but they did blow it to Liverpool. And it's like that's it. it. I think you're taking a win out of the Milan situation based off of what Brian had previously stated. But like, like you're pre- stating right now, what the hell? Like they they're just shitting the bed in a lot of moments. I mean, I find it funny because you know they're owned by a government, but even then, you're owned by a government. Um, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Getting, I'm sorry, you should not be this. You have too much. You shouldn't be a team that Tonali goes down for 10 months or isn't going to play for 10 months. You completely collapse. You, exactly. That's unacceptable. I don't, so, especially especially I don't know considering they didn't have Tonali last year. We haven't seen them really. We don't know if they're going to completely collapse. Like the way you just said that, Chad, was like, that they already have collapsed. And we'll see. They, they, got, they have they to have, a we'll degree. See. They they they've been this they've been underwhelming. I think it's more of a morale thing right now. I don't think it's entirely a Tonali yeah. thing. I, I just think the loss of Tonali is massive to the side because that was a major signing for them. And considering that he is very good when he's on the pitch, he does make a difference. Of course, yes, I think roster-wise, they do have like players who can fill that role. And I think they can get back to a run of form. I think it's primarily morale right now. But I just don't like what I'm seeing. They're a purple patch team. I, that's, I, I think it's the best way to describe them. They're a team that will, on some nights, give you eight goals. Other yep. nights, they'll draw 2-2 two, two to Wolves. And yeah. if, they, if they need a purple patch, it's got to happen for the next month and a half because up until like, hold on, I think it's like up until like Christmas, you have like maybe your easiest game is Bournemouth. Yeah. You have actually like a bunch of serious teams. Like even Everton's not a pushover. It's like, like their next match is against Arsenal. Like they're going to get smoked. I feel like this either there are. Someone's getting smoked. That's that's my. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I that game will not be close. But I'm not going to say who it's going to be cl- close for. But that game will not be close. So yeah. I I want to move on to the next game. So Chad segued this perfectly when he said Everton was not a pushover. But do you guys remember last week when we were talking about how there's levels to this between a West Ham side that was showing promise and a Villa side that was showing promise? I think. Yeah, Oh, you weren't here. So the results... I I know your thing. I understand. The the results of these matches on Sunday prove that exactly. Everton, a lowly side who could be facing relegation, and Lutton, who also could be facing relegation. Everton beats West Ham, and Villa beats Lutton 3-1. So, like, levels. But props to Everton. I mean... I don't want to say props to Everton. Tom Foolery. Black magic. Black Uh, magic. Wins for them are few and far between these days. And I just love that the rivalry between myself and Everton is so far gone that I can be like, no, no, by, by in terms of seriousness of if they win a match, it's not, it doesn't really impact us. Like it's not a super important rivalry on the world stage anymore. 
fucking garbage yeah, to say. Yeah, man. shut up. Bad. I don't care. That Fuck Everton. So but look, yo, look, it, look. Let me finish. Let me finish because I only said it to segue into it's becoming what's happening with Man U, okay? We look at them as a joke. Fuck you. Let's not talk about that real quick. I was going to say, goddamn West Ham. Like, it just says more about them than Everton. Like, Everton have been, like, very consistent in terms of chances created this season. Like, it, it's fucking weird to say. Like, at one point, they had more chances created than Man City. And it's just weird because they just can't fucking finish anything. So I they also, actually ended up finishing one. So I also need to clarify congrats. that what I mean is the rivalry is not gone. It just doesn't have the global impact that it used to. Nah, have. I think it's gone. I think that shit's dead. I think it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, bro. Bro, I saw I saw some guy like hyping up like the additions to Everton Stadium, and he's like, "Oh man, Dirk, we're gonna have a real atmosphere." The thing is like a 45 degree like steep, bro. Good luck. And like on top of that, like if they get relegated, it's over. They like I genuinely they can't they will die as a team. Oh, if yeah. they get relegated, they're screwed. <laughs> they get relegated. It's genuine death. I don't think they which, come right back up. Which, I don't think so either. Which, I mean, it's terrible ownership. And I was wondering if we're still willing to talk about the Prem or if I should talk about the Sheffield Wednesday owner for a different section. Now you can we're 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 talking about you you can jump into that after we're done with these games before we before we get into um the next episode for Brighton and uh, Drew. So like we keep on stating in terms of levels, like it's just they're they're if in a if, rebuild. If you're trying to be a top team like Brighton is, you can't be drawn Fulham, even though Fulham are not a pushover. Yeah. Fulham are also like really banged up. Yeah. Yeah. But they so, have they have Jao Polina and he's a baller. Liverpool won. Congrats, Bry. And man, you lost. So I just I would I would like to before we just move on to or move into the Man U match. I, I just want to say talk about the Derby. Okay, cool. So I want to I want to say a couple things about Ryan Gravenberch because he's phenomenal. He's an excellent young midfielder. Um, I think getting him in the 35 to 40 million range in the next couple of years is going to be looked at as a bargain. I find it kind of crazy that Byron couldn't properly utilize his skill and ability because we're seeing it after a couple games with Klopp. He's a difference maker. He, he can defend, he can attack. He's a box to box midfielder. He's great. He's the perfect fit for our side alongside of Sobosly. And did, did alongside you see- of, did you see when he McAllister. was on the sideline getting subbed in and Klopp? Uh, Chad, did you smile. hold on, hold on, hold on? Did you really just message in yes. in the the Riverside <laughs> chat glazing go crazy? Yeah, because he- I wanted the Carl to see it <laughs> <laughs> because you were very very invested in that. <laughs> I am. He's been exceptional. Solid ten percent of this episode. Will also, be also, also, you <laughs> literally, you literally commented or not commented, posted on Twitter. I've seen enough. Harry Winks can retire as a Leicester player. Yes, uh, that's also glazing. Go crazy. I don't do it for ten minutes on a podcast. <laughs> Let me talk about my damn team. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about the uh, the sadness in the room. Carl, what happened? 
There was a big guy. We're bad. Way nay, way wide. And um, we're really bad. <laughs> another tap in for him. Yeah. What what else do you want me to say? We just aren't good. You guys suck. <laughs> you guys suck, bro. I still, but, I still. Before we get out wanna... of here for for the prem recap episode, I just need to point out we were talking about this yesterday. I made a TikTok about it too. ESPN put out a first ten match grades on the Premier League, like big clubs. Manchester United got an E. An E doesn't exist in the grading system. I don't. I still don't even. I'm like. I kind of think it was a typo. But no, like, it was complete. No, it's on purpose. It's how bad that they are. I'm. Every, everything has gone wrong that has that could potentially have gone wrong. It can't be an F because Manchester United won't get relegated, but like, it's an F. Just like because it's Manchester United, it's, it's interesting game. though. Like Chelsea got oh, it's an, an F. F because you guys aren't getting Europe next year, dude. Oh, it's an F because we just suck like dog you guys, shit and I'm don't saying, have I, any. I feel like, like E E is like throwing them a bone because it's the letter before F. Yeah, but something about I it think it's for e me because it's so confusing. So something nah, about I, it for I, me. F minus. I understand that F is technically worse on the scale than E, but considering that E doesn't exist on a standard grading scale, I think it's worse. I mean, I guess it's just it's five wins, five losses in the Prem in 10 games, and they are seven points out of fifth place right now. They're ass. And it's like, yep, they... They legit six of those points are from McTominay and Dallow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If McTominay doesn't How pull out, how many goals does Rashford have this season? I don't know. Probably negative five or something, dude. Like this season, one. I I haven't seen Rashford. I haven't seen a Rashford highlight this year. <laughs> Feels like, yeah. bro. Like yeah. he has become the ultimate purple, ultimate purple patch player second time i've said that it feels so smart but like he it's it's fucking ten hog um it's, i'm sorry you oh my god oh my god it's finally time to, to say it his name is no longer him. eric ten hog his name is now eric ten fraud i mean yeah it, you need to fire him by december i'm unless there's a genuine turnaround because this guy fucking said in an interview I don't want to do what I did at Ajax because I don't have that there. Why the fuck did they hire you? What are you doing? Yep. What? How did you get hired then? If that you feel like, hmm, you know that you know how you guys hired me. I had that really good Ajax team. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I... bots, just bots. A little bit. A little bit. Let's do I move on. Yeah, I, I think, I'm upset. I think about that's gonna fucking this bullshit. I think that's gonna call it for um, go crazy. our Premier League recap episode. But thanks for tuning in. We're gonna be back, Fuck tomorrow. man. You, God up, damn it. We're gonna be back tomorrow <laughs> with a episode talking about a little bit more about going on from what's going on in Europe, and then uh, we're gonna have a Thursday episode about what we're excited for for the weekend. Catch you guys tomorrow. Peace. Goodbye. Peace.